Hey everyone, David Petrangelo here with a little bit of housekeeping and some fun news uh, about the podcast and the show and more coming up before we roll into this episode of Paper Mario. First and foremost, we have a special October planned. If you are listening to this in October of 2023 or just before it, uh, stay tuned on our social media uh, accounts at Remember64Show and at JiggyLookBack because we will be teaming up to do a special couple of episodes, but not just that, but a live stream towards the end of the month. It's probably going to be before Halloween, but within the days leading up to that, probably within the week within Halloween. And we're going to be picking a scary slash Halloween themed game. We're going to be playing it together, sort of speed run it in a way together. And we're also going to be doing some giveaways. We might have some games, some t-shirts, some stickers, and uh, all that's going to be on YouTube. Uh, the two of us will be co-streaming and we will be having a great time with that. So we hope you'll join us. And again, keep an eye on our uh, social media feeds as we'll be getting that date out to you as soon as possible. And on top of that, between now, October 2023, until the end of the year, you can help us raise money for our local sick kids hospitals. That is through the donations of Extra Life and the charity of Extra Life. You can find our team. It's called Retro Game Guys, and you will get the link in the show notes as well. Um, we are also team number 65216. Now, that sounds very complicated and everything, but really all it is is a place to take you to our team, which collectively, Jiggy and I, will be raising money for to send that money to our local kids hospital um, with this there will be incentives for people to uh, you know get giveaways or there will be milestones if we hit them um, we'll have to do something silly on stream for example or play a really bad game or anything like that um, we're going to uh, be customizing that page as time goes on but as of the first week of October that page is now live it is extra life we are the team called retro game guys and you can donate as little as just a dollar everything will be going to the sick kids hospital and to extra life and uh as they always say with these types of donations and fundraising every dollar helps he has new friends with special abilities he has new enemies with funky attacks Welcome to Remember 64, where this week we don't fold under pressure, we thrive. Welcome to the show, everyone. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week we are playing and chatting about Paper Mario, the surprising follow-up to the industry-shifting and potentially defining Super Mario 64. Momentarily, I'm going to be joined by Jiggy Lookback once again as our special guest and co-host, and we will have Jake Martin from Retro Dodo and the Retrospect podcast with us as well with a lively and fun discussion about this title uh, that was released in the final months of the N64's life cycle, but made a major impact on many Nintendo and Mario titles going forward. Hear what we thought about the game coming up in just a sec. Today's show is brought to you by EPOS Gaming Audio with a comprehensive lineup of both wired and wireless headsets, gaming amplifiers, microphones, and webcams. EPOS has everything you need to experience the power of audio. 
like their H6 Pro lineup, which features two versions, an open or closed headset. The closed headset allows you to tap into exceptionally detailed audio and seals out ambient noise, while the open version delivers natural, high-fidelity audio with an incredible soundstage. Both headsets include a magnetic, detachable microphone and a sleek design that has no wild RGB configurations, just good design. Listeners can save 15% by visiting www.eposaudio.com gaming and entering the code EPOSFRIEND15 at checkout. That is EPOSAudio, E-P-O-S-A-U-D-I-O dot com slash gaming and entering the code EPOSFRIEND15, no spaces, no underscores, no points, all of that can be entered at checkout for a 15% discount. A little bit of housekeeping as I let you know once again about patreon.com slash remember64show. You can get some extra content, including episodes like this early, and the Patreon will be adding some new features as well. So stay tuned. October, November, December of 2023 is a great time to become a patron for as little as just a dollar a month. Stay tuned and follow us on social media at remember64show. Well, you will be able to hear and see all of these awesome updates. Also, uh, give us a rating on your podcast app of choice if you get a chance. Uh, Spotify and Apple specifically really helps people find the show. And uh, be sure to check us out on Remember64 on YouTube and Jiggy Look Back on YouTube as well. We're doing a lot of awesome stuff, especially Jiggy. I mean, just look at the guy's stuff. It's pretty damn good. Okay, let's bust out the history books, everyone. I'm learning! We're heading back to February of 2001. At the time, Nintendo was ready to make this game with Square Enix after they teamed up for Super Mario RPG, one of the final SNES titles. That wouldn't move forward though, as this was the beginning of the Sony-PlayStation-Square Enix relationship as the developers were knee-deep in creating and releasing one of the biggest RPGs ever, Final Fantasy VII. Initially called Super Mario RPG 2 and using the 64DD, Intelligent Systems was handpicked to develop the game alongside Nintendo. Ryoto Kawade, chief director at Intelligent Systems, said in an interview with a now-defunct Japanese website called GSLA, quote, We tried polygons, but there was too much overlap with the N64 Zelda games, I guess, so we got rejected. So we were using Silicon Graphics as a software tool, but ultimately we ended up dusting off those old Super Famicom tools, using those to create the Paper Mario graphics. Additionally, in an Awada Asks interview from 2012, it's revealed that the pre-production team built a few different design samples in order to arrive at an appropriate aesthetic. In the end, the look of the game was inspired by an off-the-cuff concept image by one of the artists Aoyama, who eventually became the series head honcho. Now, it's one thing to just mention this off-the-cuff concept image, but uh, to see it is something else. So check out our social media pages at Remember64Show. I will be releasing that on there. He goes on to say, quote, I think that around the time it was trendy to go for realistic 3D graphics on home consoles, but I thought it might be an interesting twist to make use of the capabilities of 3D to emphasize a 2D experience. Now, aesthetic was a big point that we touched on during our chat in this episode, along with the mechanics and story, of course. So you know what? Enough about my voice. Let's head into our chat with Jiggy Lookback 
and Jake Martin. What will he save the princess? Help! Find out in Paper Mario! Rated E for everyone. Okay, everyone, as always on Remember 64, it's time to, of course, finally talk about the game itself. Yes, we are going to be talking about Paper Mario on the N64. Jiggy is back with me for this episode. Jiggy, how are you, man? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. What's up? <laughs> uh, just folding a little paper, just uh, saving the day uh, throughout the Mushroom Kingdom made of paper. Uh, the huge. The, you know, the, the, you know okay. that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, but uh, but but the the best part about the episode uh, this time around is that we have uh, a third person. We have another person on the podcast with us. Jake Martin is here. Jake from Retrospect and Retro Dodo. Hello, hello. How are you? Howdy, folks. Hey, man. So excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Of I am. I am just so. I've been waiting. I've been waiting months, <laughs> at least over a month, <laughs> to talk about Paper Mario and N64, and it's finally happening. It's all come to this moment, and I am so excited and so thankful to be here. Amazing, amazing. Well, th Let, well, thanks for uh, thanks for for being here. Yeah, go ahead, Jiggy. Yeah, I gotta say, even though you've been waiting for months, there has never been a more perfect time to talk about Paper Mario with that last Nintendo Direct. Yes, sir. The timing is impeccable. It's yeah, in the I mean, air, man. yeah, it's it, there's something about it. Right? People just they just need their paper. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know. I should have more <laughs> like that paper. I should have more like puns or something <laughs> set up, and I just don't have any. Um, I'm just yeah, terrible. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I I asked you, you know, uh, you know, whenever we bring people on on the show, I'm just kind of I want to ask what people want to play. I want to ask what they want to talk about and stuff. And this was what you suggested, and I was like, heck yeah. I uh, will talk about it, but uh, I hadn't played this game until now. So uh, I am my first timer with Paper Mario, which is very interesting. So oh, my bef goodness. before we get into the game itself, uh, Jake, let's talk a little bit about yourself, um, about uh, the work that you do out there. Let everybody know what you're up to. Yeah, so I have been a lifelong gamer. And in 2015, 2016, I decided to start up just my own little website where I would just write about stuff and then podcasts quickly started becoming a thing that a lot of people were doing and I was like I think I could do this and my friends and I were always like always talking about podcasts and, and video games and stuff like that so I was like let's just bring these two ideas together and so we started a, a side podcast from that website uh, on Bitblogist where we would just talk about stuff like every week news random stuff like that and then in 2023 this year start of the year um Brandon from Retro Dodo reached out to me. He had seen some of my content. He was like, hey, would you want to start up a podcast for uh, Retro Dodo where it's like retro game themed topics most of the time? And I think it'd be good for our community. I was like, hell yeah, dude, get me on that. That'd be so fun. And so, yeah, this is this year has been a, a big growing, uh, I guess, time for me where I am doing it weekly with him. And we're always just talking about very nostalgic retro related things. And it's been a ton of fun. Uh, just seeing that community being part of that and throwing my chops as a uh, retro enthusiast and learning so many things. Uh, it's all like nostalgic gaming. It's easy for the most part, but there's a lot of stuff about retro gaming that I didn't understand, uh, mm -hmm. that I didn't have a part of. You know, like the Sega was just something that I completely didn't even touch. You know, we're on we're talking about the 64 here, of course, because it's the best system ever in the whole world. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it's been, that's kind of what I've been up to, man. I just, I podcast a lot with Brandon and, uh, live my, live my day job as a digital marketer. So it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a full and fun filled life. 
Amazing. That's awesome. Um, so where can everybody find it? What's the what's the best way to sort of keep track of, uh, of that awesome stuff? Yeah, dude, just uh, you can just check it out. It's just retrospect by Retro Dodo on all the podcasting places. That's that's where we're doing most of our content. And it's on Amazing. YouTube as well. Awesome. Awesome. There we go. Um, now, you mentioned um, that uh, the N64 is the greatest console of all time. Now, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's let's hear your elevator pitch. agrees with you. Yeah. <laughs> wait, what'd you say, Jordan? What'd you say? I said one of us agrees with you. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, wait, wait. Who who doesn't just who doesn't agree here? I the the person who started the show does not does not think that this is the greatest console of all time. I am just very I, interested in it. How you gonna how you gonna have a podcast about the sixty four and not think it's the best console of all time? How dare you? I, I think I, I have used this I have used this word and these phrases a few times through this podcast already, but it is an awkward generation of consoles i was an awkward individual around this time and just after you know young teenage years it is what it is mm. but mm. um and i think you know it was part of the growing pains of what was needed to get to where we are and that's totally fine i don't dislike this i love this console but but i'm a little bit impartial to the 2d stuff that i grew up with on the snes and the genesis so that's usually where i sit with things i don't i don't know that i have like a particular favorite like greatest console of all time but this mm. is a fun console to explore and that is one of the reasons <laughs> that's one of the reasons why we're here in general so um i don't know, i'm <laughs> pretty chuckling. sure i'm pretty <laughs> sure i heard you flat out say the super nintendo was my favorite <laughs> console of all time yeah, I'm pretty sure you can look back on probably I, I'm pretty sure it was the mischief makers episode because I remember listening to it. I was not in it. I remember listening to it and being like <laughs> this guy <laughs> with his N64 <laughs> podcast just said his favorite system was not the N64. <laughs> this son of a bitch over here. <laughs> hey, you know lie. what? Yeah, his, his, he's living. He's just living a lie. Man, dude. You're saying you know the N64 is not your favorite. You're saying Duck Dodgers is bad. Man. <laughs> I yes. had I had to bring yes, it I in. Am. I had to bring it in. Bring it in all you want, man. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I did not enjoy my time with that game. Um, all right. <laughs> Jake, uh, what's what's the elevator pitch and what's your experience with the N64? Uh, with with or without Paper Mario? Sort of, did you grow up with it? Was it something you had later? How? What was your whole uh, your whole sphere around this console? Yeah, man. Uh, so I have two brothers, one older, one younger. Uh, the older one was the one who would always be like the the leader in the household in terms of what gaming system we were going to be picking up or playing because uh, mm -hmm. he was so wise. You know, he's only two years older than me, but he was the one making the choices. He had a Super Nintendo. We had a Super Nintendo first, loved that. Um, and, you know, that was like what we had for a long time. And mm -hmm. then Near the end of the 90s, we were we were going to move. And one of my friends was like, hey, I'm tired of this N64. I don't want this anymore. Uh, do you want this? Um, and I was like, yeah, dude. And he was like 75 bucks for the console, like eight games, four controllers, and the expansion pack. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like a sick deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so basically, yeah, I just bought like this, inc this incredible collection of like everything you would need for an essential... N64 experience and that was like my first console I ever owned right. and it like just completely blew me away. I had played Mario 64 at a cousin's house and I knew that I wanted this 64 and so when this opportunity came up I was like the Lord is shining down upon me. This is yep. my moment. Here's the N64. Let's freaking right. go. And so we moved 
and I didn't have like a ton of friends when we first moved. And so the N64 was there for me in a very pivotal time of like growing up where I was like, well, I'm just going to play the N64 while, while I figure out what life is like in Ohio. And I'm just going to, you know, try and figure out what, what games I'm supposed to be playing. And I just, I got to go to Blockbuster so much and rent games. And it was oh, just man. the a days. very magical time. A very oh. magical time. <laughs> So many sleepovers, playing like all the oh. multiplayer games. Pokemon was at its height. We were playing yes. sleepovers all the time. Smash Bros introduced me to like so many just characters I'd never even heard of before. I was like, "Who's Ness? Who? What? What is oh, yeah. right? What, right? What is, what is Samus? You know, like it was all these things that I just had really never even considered. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, it was just mm, the best. And you and you must have had like a pretty sick lineup of games to be able to like really sink into because you know four, oh, yeah. five, ten games, some you know what it's somewhere in there you know you're gonna have some gems. You must, right? Well, yeah. Thankfully, the friend that I bought from what wasn't a ding dong. You know, he was he was reading the, the magazines, right? Uh, <laughs> he was all so up on Nintendo Power. <laughs> he knew, he knew, he knew. So yeah, it came with like I think it had Wave Race sixty four. It had Mario sixty four. It had Zelda: Orphan of Time. It had um. Gosh, Mortal Kombat. It had Donkey Kong 64, um, West 64, <laughs> Glover, um, and like something else. I, you know, those, those are the ones that I can remember distinctly. Oh, with. Good lineup, though. That's good a lineup. good, yeah, that's a great lineup, man. Pretty fun lineup. Pretty fun yeah. lineup. Yeah. Did, yeah, so did we ask what was your first game and what was your, what's your favorite game? Mm -hmm. I would have to say my favorite game on the 64 has got to be Mario 64. Um, I know that's like cliche. It, you know, it's it nope. is the '64 game that you should probably play. Um, but that is my favorite game. Um, and then what was the second question? Sorry. Uh, what was your first game? Whether it's '64 or not, I'm just curious. I think that I think the first game was either uh, Mario Kart '64 or um, Mario '64. You know, it was like one of those two. My cousin had both. We were like at a beach house, Amazing. and I remember like. My parents were like, let's go outside. And I was like, no, let's stay inside and yes. play this N64. You crazy yeah, right? old people. Come on. Yeah. I'm still this that is... way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Honestly, like, why, why wouldn't you do that now? Yeah. Indoors. Tell still, yeah. Tell me you still do that. <laughs> when you there can. sand out there? Not in yeah. here. Yeah, uh, we we don't like sand. We're like uh, we're like young Darth Vader. We don't like sand. Yeah. Um, young Darth <laughs> Awesome. Uh, okay, so um, let's let's talk about Paper Mario. Uh, Jiggy, I'm going to start with you and and sort of um, your experience with the game. I know you told me uh, through messaging um, over the last couple of weeks that this is definitely not your first time playing this game. Um, and mm -hmm. how was it kind of going back to it? Like sort of brief overview. Let's see. Okay, so first experience playing this game. I I don't remember ever owning it mm -hmm. until like later like i did as a child with my n64 i played it i rented it and i did beat it but i think i had to rent it multiple times like sure. in a row because yeah. i yeah. like i just need it but i which honestly what's the pricing of renting games back then like my dad should have just bought it for me but for some reason he didn't percent. <laughs> but... i, I want to say at least for me i have this whole like games were like six or seven dollars and a movie was like four or five dollars that's what i have in my mind i don't know if that's mm -hmm. actually the case but that was sort of the range that's about that right I, yeah is that right were, they were more expensive sounds, than the movies yeah yeah, yeah. sounds and, about right and only a couple days only a couple of evenings just like uh just like movies were right which is insane mm -hmm. especially a game like this like 
hundred percent. You rent, you have to rent this multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's long, you know, it's pretty yeah. long for a 64 game, especially, but mm. I really enjoyed it and going, you know, I, I've probably beaten it several times. I've beaten it on the N64. I played it on the virtual console on my mm -hmm. Nintendo Wii, I think. Uh, I, I might have done it again on the Wii U, to be honest with you. And then I actually did this time to get the, like, full circle. I did it on Switch Online. Mm -hmm. So I, nice. I have enjoyed my experience every single time. It, the battle system in it is amazing. Like, I just love it. I think it's so simple. It's refined. Uh, and the partners you get, in my opinion, Lady Bo is the best. We can debate that. <laughs> we can argue. And I'm not saying from the perspective of the battle system, but I just love Lady Bo. I think she's just super cool. Um, and you can't, I mean, you can't go intangible, which is pretty awesome. And it sets you up. I just wish you had, a, it didn't eliminate the next use of that partner. But, mm. um... I just, I love the battle system, the graphics, like, and the music, like, I don't feel like the music gets enough credit. Like, it's overall just ama an amazing game. The star helpers, like, we'll go on about it, I'm sure, but it's, it's awesome. And every time I played this game, I've loved it. And I found myself going back in the Switch Online in particular, like, I played it everywhere I could, handheld, in the bed, under the covers at night, you know, my wife's <laughs> like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm just playing Paper Mario, like, shh, it's okay. And I played it I on my big flat screen. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I gotta finish this by Thursday. <laughs> I have homework. I'm like, you're doing, the, you're, you're doing the joystick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I was going through, um, uh, is it's it's not Petey Piranha, but it's a Piranha Plant on Mount Lava Lava. That Piranha yeah. Plant yeah. boss yeah. that you face, right? And it forces you to use sushi, right? Because that's mm -hmm. your new partner. It's like you got to use him. Out. You got to put the fires out. And just the the whole motion of doing the the joystick to the left and then letting it go was probably very annoying at like twelve o'clock at night. Like <laughs> click, click. <laughs> yep. but i love it the game yeah. is great i love the aesthetic i don't know why they ever thought paper was an option but i love that they did it and it's so cool it's got a lot of charm yeah i charm is a is a great way uh to put it for sure i think every character is like that okay so like i mentioned this is the first time i've i've played this game i i I wouldn't be surprised if I rented it at one point. I wouldn't be surprised if one of my friends had it and I just happened to play it, you know, a couple mm -hmm. of times. But my memory is kind of a little bit mixed up between this and, and Mario RPG. Because um, I know there's some, sure. like, similar things. I know they look very different, obviously different consoles. But I think uh, that's probably where my memory more sits. But, you know, this is... 20 to 25 years ago and it's just hard to rem remember <laughs> it's just whatever uh, i can't remember what i had yeah. for lunch um so <laughs> so what was what was cool going into it was i knew i knew what the battle system was um i knew that there were there were partners but i thought it was like maybe three or four i didn't realize it was like a smaller group or whatever none of that that didn't bother me or anything but i was like oh okay that's an interesting way of doing it smaller battles so to speak you know four or five mm -hmm. at the most i think you face um, and it's pretty well balanced, I would say, which is nice. Um, but the biggest thing is to me that consistently from start to finish was exactly what you said, Jiggy, is that um, this game looks so good. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't. I played it on Switch as well. Easiest way to do it. And I can pick up and play kind of whenever. And it was pretty much the only game that I had 
opening, closing, you know, sleep, awake, whatever on my Switch for like yeah. Three, I think weeks, it really probably. benefits on the Switch. Like just, yeah, it's it's one of those games you can pick up and play for a few hours and then put it down, you yeah. know, and then immediately come back to it. It really works well in handheld. Like it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it looks it looks good on handheld. It works well because it, and even if you didn't have save states, which I didn't use that many of them, because the actual save spots, spots you have to save, are actually somewhat forgiving for a sort of longer RPG type game. Um, which you know is probably playing into the whole Nintendo. Oh, this isn't made necessarily made just for adults, kind of, and that's totally fine. Which is why I think this game actually works in a number of uh, number of ways. But uh, I had a really good time with this. I really, really like this game. I like the diff, the sort of like small in between moments that they have with Peach. I think are great. Um, the mm-hmm. writing is really witty and really funny a lot of the time. Um, there's a couple points which we'll get to that I just felt like, oh, this is feels like it's just padding and like I don't need to do this, and I sort of drop some sort of side quests or tasks. Um, <laughs> and uh, I pretty much all but maybe one of the partners maybe two i really enjoyed and i thought they were great and they all had regardless they all have their own unique moves they have all have their own little like stories that you that you run across and you use them for mm-hmm. certain reasons and um it's it's so crazy that this is what they followed up mario 64 with that is what also blows my mind is hey we had this massive game that changed the industry in a lot of ways you know what Let's make this guy not just 2D, but the whole world is pretty much going to be flat. And then you can kind of move in a 3D-ish plane. And I was like, what? This is what you... Love it. I love it. I love those types of design decisions that Nintendo makes. And this one was a great one. Now I wish I played more of the sequels because this was pretty much (laughs) the only one I think that I played. Maybe I played thousand year door which i think is the gamecube one i think i played that one but even then there's no way i played all of these games to to completion even if i did so i love this game i thought it was awesome yeah thousand Door. yeah um i thought it was great so uh so thank you for suggesting it sir uh jake what did you uh what'd you feel this obviously was not the first time you played it yeah so it was was funny hearing jiggy's uh just recollection of how many times he's probably played the game so yes rented it a ton on the 64 um and you know we were talking about this when you jumped off the call for a second but what's kind of interesting so i did a little bit of like research on paper mario to kind of understand where it laid like why it came out when it did and why it's so similar to mario rpg because it's actually compared a lot to that game because it carries a lot of the same characteristics you have timed attacks you have some of the clever and witty writing you have the party-based system that you're using and like um it's it's interesting because what happened is square nintendo actually like they had a pretty big sever right when the PlayStation came out and basically Square is like, we're no longer developing our games for Nintendo. We're going to bring them all over to PlayStation mm-hmm. because of like the money and cost benefit they were getting from not developing on Nintendo anymore. So Paper Mario was kind of supposed to be Super Mario RPG 2. And that never actually came to fruition. And there was all kinds of stuff. I think in, I think in Japan, it's called Mario story and not Paper mm-hmm. Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just this like weird culmination of like the DNA of Super Mario RPG, but with this paper aesthetic. Because I think originally it was supposed to also be the Super Mario World like sprites uh, from SNES, like moving yes, on screen. There's, I did there's see like an original the yeah. drawing of, of this that somebody has, and I was like, that would be so sick. Yeah. Um, but anyways, brief history lesson, kind of fun. But <laughs> I played it on the yes, the original 
uh, N64. I played it on the Wii U or the Wii Virtual Console, and I played it uh, in college again on the original N64 again because I was like back in a retro phase, buying up yeah. games again. Uh, and then I played it again most recently on Switch. Um, so yeah, I think of the the best way to play it probably that, that I've enjoyed the most so far has been on the Switch um, again because it works in the handheld super well. However. My caveat would be that you do need to, I think the best way to play still is on the N64 controller. As awkward as it is, as awkward as it is, the joystick was designed for those attacks and like the movement in this game and like using the Z trigger to kind of zip around town just feels better on, on yeah. the N64 controller. Yeah. Yeah. And switch pressing but, that button is, is, you know, where they situated on, on the shoulders is like, it's, it's mm -hmm. fine, but I could, I can imagine, yeah, just holding the 64 controller would be would be nice <laughs> yeah yeah and just to play off that i mean using joy cons for anything kind of sucks yeah. so <laughs> they're not i mean games. using a pro great. controller not so bad the yeah. so it sounds like the definitive way to do this and uh, is getting the switch online n64 wireless controller right yep. which i have two coming in the mail i finally snaked him <laughs> <laughs> i was like i want one so bad you know what it's i'm gonna get two <laughs> oh wow so you were able to get two because yeah i got, I got one a two. long time ago and then i didn't realize they were like really hard to get a hold of oh like yeah friends like dude i have not been able to get one yet and i was like that's so weird like i just got on amazon i think wario 64 posted that they were for sale and i just got one like right when they came out and i was like okay cool great lucky duck <laughs> yeah you seem like that that's pretty much everyone that has one it seems is that or Jiggy, who's basically saying, you know, no suit for you, like but with N64 controllers. So it's like, <laughs> so do, you know, do you know what I do, to, what yeah. I've done to try to get one of these? Okay. So I've had, I had two opportunities to actually get them. And both, like both of those times, I was like, ah, I'm low on funds. I'm going to wait till tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Mm, and right. both of those Steak. times were a mistake. And it was out of stock the next day. I have yeah. my Nintendo account logged in. I have it favorited and I'm supposed to get notifications when these things come back in stock. I was on, I think I was on Instagram and someone posted, oh, they're back in stock. I immediately just went on and was like, all right, I'm just going to get two. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I had two. Just I, knock I it did, out. I did the stock. This is funny now that I'm going to mention this particular console, but I did the, the, the sort of sign up and get like notifications for the stock when things when the mini SNES came out because it was insanely hard mm -hmm. to get a hold of. Um, so I, it, I got like a notification when I was at work and me and the other <laughs> other guy that did the same thing who actually helped me sort of show me what to sign up for. I can't remember what the name of the site is or whatever. He's like, did you just get the email? It's like, yeah, I got the email. And we just, luckily, we we had just enough time to run to the store that was near us at work. And we each got one. It was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. It was awesome. Yes. Otherwise, oh. I've never I've never done anything like that. But I do understand it because that kind of stuff happens all the time. And it's so weird that that happens now. Like, I know that it's easier, quote unquote, easier to order things. There's definitely more people interested in this stuff. You know, access to the Internet. All this stuff is still there. But like. At this time, when this game was out, when the SNES was out, when the Genesis was out, all that kind of stuff, like Nintendo was like in such control of these consoles and this hardware, uh, whether it was the games or the consoles that like this happened 30, 35 years ago, but in a completely different way. And it's like, why is it always linked to Nintendo? Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> what are they mm. doing to us? <laughs> Limited time. stock. 
limited yeah, stock. The time. They're yeah, like, no. oh, you wanted one? Well, you're going to have to sign up for it. We only made 20. <laughs> yeah, I made 20, yeah. Now we're getting all these headlines about how so many people want it, yes. but they can't get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, no, they're, our business. they're definitely smarter than us, for sure. Um, <laughs> business. Well, they're man. doing something right. Well, they're definitely doing something right, yeah. Um, so I want to start with, uh, or I want to actually talk about sort of um, some of the sort of like the chapters, I think, because uh, we'll get into characters, we'll get into sort of like our, our favorites of that and everything, but like, for me, I had, I, I put this on social media as well, and I was just like so excited to get into, uh, what's the Shy Guy one? Where is it? It is four, chapter four. The box? Yeah, yeah. The trials in the toy box. Um, I was like, this yeah. is such a cool idea. I love Shy Guys, love the way they look. I like, you know, always their sort of, their sound effects and, and all that kind of stuff. They're always so much yeah yeah exactly yeah i i to me shy guys are are super mario 2 like that's sort of where i always sort of picture mm-hmm. them in that art style um but they haven't really changed over time like they're one of the characters that always look almost exactly the same um also in super mario rpg um but uh yep um i was like okay in a toy box i'm shrinking down this is a cool idea i like this and then it just ended up being a huge pain in the ass to play this chapter. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I liked. I still enjoy the aesthetic. I still enjoyed the boss. I, you know, you get a new partner every time you go to a new chapter. All this stuff is is cool. But going in and out and in and out, trying to remember who's who, where you have to go, give them this thing. They stole that thing. Blah blah. I was just like, oh my god, this is just driving me nuts. Like, can we just? Can I just stay in the toy box? Like, I just want to be in the toy box. Can I just play with my toys in the toy box? Um, but everything else before and after that, I thought was was great. I thought it was awesome. They have so much fun with the aesthetic. They have so much fun with the different areas that you're in. Um, some of them are sort of typical. You have the desert. You have the lava thing. You know, you have the ice levels. Like, I, I all that stuff is, is cool and, you know, something you've seen before, I guess, in some ways, but the way that they put everything together in this game, um, nothing felt tedious, nothing felt old, nothing felt tired. Um, it was just that one particular chapter, which is pretty much right in the middle of the game, I think, um, that I was yep. like, is yep. this is this what they're going to do from now? Is this? But luckily, it's just that one. For me, anyway, it felt like that was just that one chapter. Um, I don't know if you guys had like a particular favorite or one that you did or did not enjoy. I don't know. Bo. Oh. that Haunted. chapter that's Haunted my favorite I, lo- I love the aesthetic I love going through the, the mansion and everything yeah. and I, it's just it's so much fun it's so much fun I so it's funny you say that because I wasn't really thinking about it but yeah the shy guy one definitely my least favorite yeah, that um, the yeah. aesthetic <laughs> of it is cool I like yeah. like you said I like the idea of it but it's just it's so tedious and uh, very hit the switch, make this move, go to this way, and then hit the switch mm-hmm. to make it go. And then it's like, wait, did I, which way did I have to hit that switch again? What color did I have yeah. to, like, it's, you know, the invisible it's, thing. Yeah, I yeah, just find the invisible. Yeah, yeah, smack the floor to, to find the invisible shard, which I didn't yeah. know until yeah. I looked up what color I had to go to next or whatever. I sort of found that by, I'm like, oh, I have to slam Mario on the floor to get this random shard. I was like, okay, I mean, I guess it's fine. It's just, yeah. you know, but so the there's two other moments that i kind of like i'm thinking like i didn't really enjoy that 
And the the two moments I'm thinking of are one is actually the desert when you're trying to navigate to the next oh, area yeah. and you're just like walking through. It's kind of like they're kind of like empty spaces. You can find a little oasis. That's kind of cool. But overall, mm-hmm. I'm like they could have simplified that or made it just not as I don't know. It it just eh, a little unnecessarily complicated. Right. Um, and then the other thing was the to get into flower fields, you have to get seeds and you have mm. to bring them to mm-hmm. uh, whatever they call them. The yeah, I don't remember the flower dude. <laughs> Yeah, or whatever <laughs> and the yep. and the little the little toadette um and it's just like if you don't pay attention to where they are in the worlds you'll have to go back and you have to find them to progress and that yes, happened to me true. and i was like i don't remember which one so i was like well i'm gonna look this up because i know i've done it the right way before i was like and i'm definitely trying for speed here i'm trying to finish this <laughs> game again and so i'm like which one did i not get and so i looked it up there's only there's only four Right. So it's not like it's not a huge deal. But if you missed one and you didn't have the resources of looking it up, you know, which we didn't really back. I guess we kind of did back in the day, but it was more magazine based, I'd say, than online based. But you'd you'd be searching. You'd be searching. You'd be going world to world. And it you don't move fast in this game, really, when you when you're exploring, which is another thing. There's no fast travel and there really should be. The pipes something the, the pipes oh I, yeah I, there's there's pipes but you got to know where those are <laughs> i stumbled upon those i had no idea there was any fast travel i saw those like brown squares beside each sort of like stage i was like what are those do i plant something sometimes there? they're blocked sometimes, sometimes they're color coded you're like what yeah. does that even mean where yeah, yeah. This one? It, was, it was a little strange i feel like it was sort of a weird place to put them because you kind of have it like i feel like that should be more accessible you know like oh yeah. i want to jump from place to place like why do i have to go through like six different screens just to get to like one right right. and then i have to remember which one i have to go in it's it's not the end of the world but it's just small data design i think is all it is and that's and that's is what it is i guess i don't know do you guys find yourself doing the little spinny move and moving as fast as possible? Like, oh, yeah, dude. like you just hold the spinny move, spinny move, spinny move, spinny move, spinny move. I do a spinny move, jump, yeah. spinny move. Yes. A little faster. Just so I don't have to do the little end animation and it, mm, I feel like faster. it moves faster. Yeah. yeah, that's that's all it is. But you're not you're also not gonna put on that badge where it tells you where you go faster or longer or something. I didn't I never did that. Because <laughs> no, I was I'm gonna not for, wasting. I'm not gonna waste badge space. And also I probably would forget when I got to a battle and be like, ah, yet yeah <laughs> and, and then you need this. it <laughs> yeah you're fighting the big koopa bully guy that wants yeah. to take all your money and uh oh, yeah, yeah. you know you have that badge on you're like great <laughs> <laughs> i think i think for me like one of the more like the parts i didn't like the best was um the jungle actually um having to having to use sushi like i don't like sushi's abilities yeah, yeah. um and then having to find the yoshis everywhere i was just like okay um, like that, that whole, that whole part in the village, I'm not a fan of. Um, but then right. when you actually get to like the actual temple after that, or like the boss area, that's, that's fun. Um, mm-hmm. but like that lead up, I didn't love, um, shy guy, you're right. Absolutely just garbage. Um, <laughs> but I, but I think like what I really appreciate about paper Mario in the way that they built this game or designed it is that the lead up to each of the new areas really was intentional. They really wanted you to go back yeah. into Toad Town and like talk to somebody, and there was they were gonna give you an obscure 
clue about like, okay, you need to go over here and talk to this person. And you're like, okay. And like the mystery, like kind of unravels, you get like the ability to travel in there. And then there's just more to do to actually get you to the next star piece. And it's just this kind of fun little journey through these little environments. And I feel like you meet a lot of pretty memorable characters along the way. So like when you see them at the very end, it's Mm -hmm. a bit more touching. You're like, Oh yeah, I remember when I went through there and I talked to those people and, you know, helped them with all the fuzzies in their town. Like, it's just kind of a, like, I think they did a really good job of making the approach to each new area a little more interesting. Yeah, I think I, like I think it builds to even if some of the tasks that they give you sometimes are like side tasks and you don't necessarily have to do them. Yeah, right away. Like the the mail delivery thing, like I started doing that and then I just kept going and going and going. I'm like, OK, I'm not going to keep doing this. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what it gets you. Do, you. do you guys even know what it gets you? Like if you get to the end of it, because you basically are are just the messenger between like two or three characters constantly probably a star piece event probably a star probably piece. a star piece yeah <laughs> probably yeah. like one star i would have been like a screw this um but it was fun <laughs> to, but but to your point jake is that like you are getting to know a couple of these characters that you're even even for a, something like a tedious task like that i was like oh i care to get these people their correspondence when they're in different towns because they're just they're just trying to be friends from a distance and they have no other way to do it. Why wouldn't I want to be a helping hand? I'm Mario for Christ's sake. Why why wouldn't <laughs> I want to be that that character? Why wouldn't I want to be that person? And then every time you have um you know the uh the Koopa, the mail delivery Koopa beside you, I keep forgetting his name. Um Harry? Yeah. Per- yeah, Harry. Yeah, yeah. I love the way he looks by the way. He looks like an old like sort of fighter pilot with his like leather cap mm-hmm. and everything. I love that. Um and his little satchel. Um, <laughs> also, I found his moves really fun to use, but we'll get to the characters in a sec. It, anyways, I just, you know, he has a little bit of a personality. He's like, oh, a, a mail carrier's day is never done. Like things like that. I'm just like, oh, this guy's great. He's got, he just Yipper. loves his, yeah, yeah <laughs> yippee, neato gang. Um, <laughs> like he clearly doesn't know how to do his job well, so why not help him? I guess <laughs> what it was. Keep but, dropping your letters, bro. Yeah, what are you doing, buddy? Like, come on. And also, <laughs> you just gave up finding them? Let's go. Come on, you can fly. Why am I the one getting them for you? Um, <laughs> you can see, get a bird's eye view, literally. Um, but uh, but it's true. Those lead-ups into it, you know, might not be, like, the highlights when you really think back to it. Like, you know, you're thinking about your partners, you're thinking about some of the boss battles. Uh, we're talking about sort of our favorite sort of, I guess you can call them dungeons, I guess if you want to call them that. Those yeah. are all, to me, the highlights, like the dungeon areas are all just really fun and really cool. But um, but those little moments, those dungeons and those characters, it wouldn't matter if you didn't have that buildup. So I think that's a really good point. It's my really long-winded way of saying, Jake, you're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you crazy, it's crazy to think about the the, Oh, chapter where like that right. that one feels the most substantial in terms of like the lead up because you're going through the haunted forest first and mm-hmm. you have to like figure out the patterns of like the bushes around it to get I to the that. actual haunted I mansion. I love that. Yeah, and you're in the mansion and then you find Bo and then you have to go to Tubba Blub- Bubba's place to like actually fight him and like save the ghosts and it's just like this whole very long like I feel like meaningful quest. And I was like that one's that that's a good one. Yeah, character. yeah, and and Tubba Bubba is, is kind of like, you know, he's like, I don't want to be this way, you know, like he's just he's just like the, um, uh, you know, the uh, the softy, the big softy is pretty much what he is, mm-hmm. I, and I love I love that where it's like, you know, in cartoons they'll have 
the really big guy that's called Tiny, but really he's just a softy. Like, I love yep. that kind of stuff. Um, I immediately think of one of my favorite Disney movies, which is um, Emperor's New Groove. Kronk is probably one of the greatest characters ever. And ah, the that's poison. Ex- yeah. <laughs> oh, the uh, Patrick Warburton yeah. Yeah. is the like definitive voice actor in my mind. I just love him. Yeah. And if you've yeah. never seen the live action Tick series that he was the oh. Tick, it's Actually, fantastic. It's just yeah. a lot of him yelling the stupidest things, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's Patrick Warburton. That's my impression. It's he's brilliant. It's really good. It's brilliant. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> high five. If anyone's Seinfeld fan, high five. <laughs> what's with the high fives i don't understand um yes so uh and then also before we sort of talk about like characters and stuff like that too or i guess as we talk about characters sort of the side chapters a little the peach stuff the peach adventures i think those are really mm. cool yeah I think they're fun i don't know I gotta... if this is the first time that you you get to really play as peach in a video game outside of like super mario bros 2 but it was mm. i feel like it was really meaningful and i love the little yeah. like sneak around mechanics like kind of the stealth mechanics you had to employ like i love that uh, it was an investigation it felt totally different yes. than mario's gameplay which mm-hmm. i did appreciate and uh i will say that the you do like a trivia quiz at one point you're like like doing it against the the koopas and they do yeah. not have like you have to just hit the button so you can answer because it's like two seconds <laughs> i i found myself like reading the the question on the screen and by the time i could even read the question they were already buzzed in answering it I'm like geez and i'm not a slow reader i'm a fast reader okay oh i'm a slow reader it's man nuts. i me, me and my <laughs> wife go back and forth all the time where it's like she can read like three books a day i can read maybe three pages a day like that's that's my that's my level yeah <laughs> already done with this book yeah she'll say like oh this book i said oh how you know we'll we'll be somewhere or she'll be reading a book and be like so uh how's the book going how's how's she's like oh i'm really liking it Okay, so you're on to the fourth one now? She's like, <laughs> no. I'm like, well, you're a fast reader. What do you like? <laughs> what do you want me to say? I, I don't know how you yeah, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you people do it. No, that's that's fair. Um the the peach stuff is really fun because I actually you're right, Jake. I don't I don't know if you can play as her in any other way. I I should look that up, but I have this could be the nope. and it's and it's simple, but simple in a good way. You know, like they like you said, Jiggy, they they make you do something different with her, and I think that's awesome. She's proactive. She's she's helping out Mario as much as she can while she's captured in a giant castle in the sky. You know, she's talking to her best friend Twink and she's sending him down there with some sensitive information to help out yeah. Mario. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, and I love the to, inside scoop. Yeah, I got the inside <laughs> scoop. I I thought it was always. I mean, this is just video game stuff. Just just video gamey. It's like every time he he you know Twink finds Mario, he's like, oh, I gotta go back to Peach now. It's like, well, why don't why don't you help? Man, like what? She, she, what do you? You don't do anything until she does something. Just, just hang out for a yep. bit, man. You could be like the third partner in in the fight here. Like, come on, let's go. It's too small. It's too small. Mm-mm. That's Mm-mm. true. Yeah, that's right. That was part it's of it. Small. Yeah, <laughs> I thought those are really fun, and um, and it really it gives you that sort of um, uh, a, a hint of the now more obvious like fiery personality that characters like Zelda and Peach have. Whereas I think as kids, that was never really evident um, unless yeah. you played this game, I think. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think that's awesome. I think that's cool to see. So, um, And again, I don't know what it is. It's the aesthetic of the game. But when you're sneaking around and the flashlights and the, and the 
Castle's Dark and mm-hmm. stuff. It looks mm-hmm. so good. It looks so good. The the colors and and the lighting and stuff. It's again, mm-hmm. it's all paper based. I guess you could call it. It all looks simple, but it just works. And it just works. it's awesome. Yeah, it just everything just everything just folds together nicely. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's a thing that people say, but now they will. Um, Oof. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> they will now. Uh, Jake, do you have a favorite partner or favorite character? Yeah, I so I, I go between two, and it's not Bo. It's actually oh. uh, it's Bombette or um, mm. Paracarry, mainly because they're the most useful in battle. Um, right. You know, Bo. Unfortunately, even when she's maxed out, like she she can't do damage sometimes to enemies that have like a shield and stuff like that. That's true. Uh, so I was always defaulting to like Bombette or Paracarry because Paracarry has a move that can do a, sort of a similar all damage attack to like the shooting stars attack. Uh, and then also like his dive bomb attack um, can hit anyone that's spiked as well. Uh, so mm-hmm. for, for me, I just found myself using him a lot because I was just like, yeah, he's his, it's pretty low cost for most of his attacks and he does decent damage. So yeah, that's my vote. Nice. Jiggy, you're, you're all about the bow. Oh, I'm all about the bow. And I will say that while that's true, if they do have a shield or a shell or something, it can be frustrating. But she does pull out the whole like intangibility thing where you can mm-hmm. you can basically save yourself. If you know there's a killer move, you can save yourself. You, yeah. you just have to be strategic about it. Um, I think the spook move where you're like scare enemies away is like borderline useless. I'd never use that. But yep. it is funny. It's a funny move. Um, but when <laughs> yeah. the slap, when the slapping does work, like her base attack, so when that does work, it's so satisfying. It does so much because you can keep it going. I mean, it's just like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like I don't know what it maxes out at, but it's crazy. Like it just keeps going, and uh, she's just got style and she's cool. And I like that. She, I like booze in general. Yeah, but I think Bo is just the evolu- evolution of a boo, and it, she looks totally different. She's green. I just love it. She's green. I just love that. <laughs> and uh, if I had to follow it up with a second one, I would say functionally, Bombette, I feel, is is really useful. Like, I, I found myself, I would use Bombette to fight, but I would mm-hmm. switch back to Bo. <laughs> just, <laughs> just to move around because I was like, I want Bo to follow me. Uh, chill with um, Bo. I, <laughs> yeah. I also like Watt. I like Watt just because I like the design of Watt because it's, yeah, it's a little, it's a little, it looks like a little sun to me. I don't. Oh, it's a little light bulb just uh, floating. It's around. a little light. Yeah, it's a little light. He's just so, so sweet. He's cute. So he's sweet. cute, and he's <laughs> and he can zap things. Like, what more yeah. do you want? Yeah. But, I, I what think- about you? I think um, I'm a little torn between Paracarry and um, and Cooper actually. Um, mm. Cooper's the second Cooper one, too. second one, yeah, second one you get. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. it, it it does come down to the battle mechanic, I think, when it comes to these, because similar to to Para, Cooper can can hit most characters. Not everybody. I know they want you to switch no matter what. Like no one's going to be perfect in every scenario, but just just being able to hit everybody. You know, you back that up with with your hammer that can smack everybody. The quake hammer, I think it was. Mm-hmm. That that's a great combo, and I really liked that. So if you get that early hit, then you can sort of at least take away the guy in the front first, and like th- those little things, I think really helped. Um, and then Watt, I think would be my. I just 
part of it is is the look. I think I love the character designs in this yeah. game, and I do think that that Watts this little baby light bulb or baby sun is sort of what I what it looks like. Because the, the you know he's got a little uh, pacifier in his mouth. Is that what that's supposed to be? I, I think that's, that's the like. end of the light bulb. Yeah. Oh, it's mouth. the end of a light bulb. That makes sense. But it looks like a pacifier uh, to me. Yeah, um, I thought it was a pacifier, and he was just a baby. Or or it's pro- <laughs> or you know what? Honestly, it's a little baby. It's probably both. It's probably both. I think that's the mm-hmm. idea. It could be. It could be any of them. I don't even know what he is. It's when I look at the image right now, it's hard to tell to be honest. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Um, and I do like. Um, and as as I was looking this up too to make sure that I had everybody's name correct, which I have still screwed up people's name. Um, is when when they introduce you to these characters, I wish there was a way to go back to the little like freeze frame and like paint, uh, photos oh, yeah, that they I give you this. of each of them, because mm-hmm. on top of just the aesthetic and the and the art choice of the game those are really cool it's like a watercolor representation of each of these characters and it looks so good if they had i I might even just make this for myself and just grab pictures off the internet and just make it like my background because i would just get all the characters put them in a grid and put all those pictures together because i think it would look great they're they're all have really nice color they're all show you like their their abilities and stuff like that and it's a completely different art style from the game itself and i love that they those little mm-hmm. touches like that i love when games do that it's not necessary they didn't even have to show you a picture they could have just given you text and and button prompts and that's it but they they did this little extra thing this tiny little jpeg or whatever it was at the time and it looks great and i love that um and it has a little personality to to everything and also mario looks a little bit like baby mario in it which is great <laughs> in these little pictures yep. um yep. which is fun um yeah do we and, agree that Goombario is the worst. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> okay. I mean, the, the tattle is helpful. Like, if mm-hmm. you're fighting like a one of the like the side bosses or the extra bosses, and you're like, I don't know how much HP this dude has. Like, I just need to know this. Like, that's yeah. really helpful. Um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, not very. The, helpful. the odd time I kind of remember, I kind of re- tried to remember. Oh, I feel like oh, this is where the boss battle is going to be triggered. So I got, I should put him first, so I don't have to switch over and lose a turn or whatever. Um, yep. I was like, okay, I'll put him first so I could do the tattle and I can get a little information on this larger boss that I have to that I have to fight. But other than that, other than the first couple of hours of the game, like he's fun and everything, but he's you know if he had a hammer Basic. like Mario did, then it would maybe that would help his moves. But his moves don't they don't I don't know. His I name think, is so dumb. I think I think Spike is also kind of trash, to be honest. I, did, I didn't like mm. Spike that much. I liked yeah. moving around on him. Like, you could jump on his little cloud and float around. But I think, like, as a battle partner, he sucked. He just, like, all of his moves don't feel that good. And I'm just, yeah, he, he wasn't my favorite. Yeah. 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 The, the cloud thing is cool. I like that, like, a character like that is on your team. Um, what, what are those guys called? They're called the... Lakitu's. Uh, Lakitu's. That's it. Yep. I, always, I always forget that name. Um Great, great to bring all these different types of enemies and make them the part enemies. of your team. Um, but, but that's what I mean, like frenemies or whatever. Um, ah. <laughs> uh, but like, I think that uh, I think that's also a great decision by Nintendo and the people that worked in this game and stuff is to sort of subvert expectations a little bit and not just be, hey, it's Mario, Luigi, and the typical and Peach and the typical characters or whatever. Which also reminds me that Luigi is nowhere to be seen in this game. And that is a shame because I think it would actually be a lot of fun to have him. Um, yeah. But he's he's like the security for Mario's house, I guess. Is that the idea? <laughs> I don't know. 
He's just there. He's just holding things down, I guess. Yeah, while I'm Mario's out to, saving the world. Trying to think what his uh, diary entries were in the house, because you can go below and read the diary entries, and he's always like, man, I hate that my brother gets all the attention. Like, I want to be a hero, too. Like, Luigi's yep. innermost thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> you know what would have been amazing is if he popped up at the in the Boo Mansion, and it would be like the origin story of Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> yeah, that would be sick. He's like, "How did I that get here?" Oh no, cool. it's a ghost, and then he runs away. That would—that's all he would need. He wouldn't even need to stick around. He would just be like, "How did I get here? I'm so lost. I'm scared." That would be great. Oh man, is there okay, not well, an Easter egg? Is there not an Easter egg in Luigi's Mansion for Bo? If 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 not, that's tragic, and that's that's a I, shame. I don't think so. I played I don't think there played is. that game a ton. I've n- I would notice. I would I not notice. played. I've not played the original. I've played three, and I've played Dark Moon like four. Oh times. my gosh, dude! You've um, never played the first Luigi's Mansion. No. That's the best one. It's better than the other two. Dark Dark Moon is awesome. I disagree. You disagree? Ooh. Wait, wait. Which one do you think is the best? Uh, three is probably the best. Um, okay, three three is great. Two is really the bad. worst. Darkman uh, introduced a lot of interesting mechanics, and I think one has the best like atmosphere, but like yeah. it's hella short and like it is short. It is it's short. Okay. It's not that fun. Yeah, it is short. I I could go on about it because I love that. That's one of my favorite games. It's so it's so it's it's a quick play, but it's it's so fun to explore the mansion, and it's just such a Luigi. So, uh man, I, I, if I, I, was I, in it, it would have made it so much Mario. better. Yeah. <laughs> Nice. Bring Bo back. <laughs> Hashtag bring Bo back. <laughs> the, uh, the GameCube podcast. We'll talk about Luigi's Mansion. All yes. right, sounds good. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about it here too. It's fine. <laughs> I've played it, so it's even better. Um, Jake, was there anything that, like, when you were playing it, uh, you know, that you were like surprised, like, oh, I don't remember this being the, like this mechanic or this part of the game, like chapter or this character or something? You were like, oh, this is a fun, like surprise or something I forgot about that I really enjoyed. Like maybe it's something simple or maybe it's everything we've talked about already. I don't know. Maybe it's something like that. Is there anything that stood out like that? Yeah. So I always forget the, again, the bow chapter. I always forget where Tubba Blubba comes in. I'm always like, what mm. chapter is he a part of? Um, so that one was always, it's always fun revisiting. Cause then you see how it all plays out. Like this is great. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the ice palace one, like that one, it's so near the end of the game that I kind of just forget about it. And mm-hmm. um, that one's, it's pretty tough. Like the the ice wizard, whatever the guy's name is, the ice king at the end, like he kind of yep. kicked my ass. Um, <laughs> and I remember, like, I don't remember it being that hard as a kid. I was just like, I was like, dude, I don't remember struggling this much with this dude last time. <laughs> um, I'm just getting worse at video games. But like, those were two, those were two like pretty fun visits. Um, a lot of it I still like, vividly remember like the dojo yeah. and stuff like that just going there and fighting all those bosses and stuff but those those are the ones for for sure the ice palace yeah those, those ice, ice palace was was the difficult one for me um for sure i don't know if it's just because it's late game i don't know if that has something to do with it but most of the time the bosses and stuff yeah i got bumped around a little bit but i had enough equipped that i was i was usually okay yeah. um to, to survive and got through it without too much stress and didn't die too much mm-hmm. in this game. Um, but that's okay though. I still like that. That's it's, I think the difficulty is pretty good. Um, that's where it spikes a little bit, but not too much. It's not too terrible. I don't know about Jiggy. What about you? Save states. Save states. The, the items are also super helpful in this game. Like yeah. I feel like I really was calculating which items I picked up yep. and uh, like strategically use like different effects 
Um, and the star powers, the star powers, because they're pseudo partners, right? Because you yes. have them. Mm -hmm. As long as you save your star meter, you can implement the stars as a special attack. Um, Lullaby is very useful. The star, uh, star, star storm, star shower. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Something like See that. you new. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and even, even the, the, like the first one you get that's refresh that gives you some HP and FP can really yep. make or break the end of a battle, especially yeah. if you have bow and you refresh, <laughs> you know, you use her, no, no hit. You just gain five health. It's like, it's like just a turn to recover. Yeah. You know, yeah, I love that. True. Yeah, I wish um, um, I wish there was a little bit more space for items. I could have used a little, a couple more yeah, here and there. It's small. Yeah, um, it's a little too tiny. I don't know what is twelve or ten or something like that. I didn't actually Not count. Much. Um, yeah. But that it feels a little low. Like maybe, maybe five more would have been enough. I think like something simple mm -hmm. like that. But it is what it is. I mean, that's part of the the sort of inventory management, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the badge system is super in depth too. It is. I mean, just. Just like mapping out what badges I'm going to place on. And um, that kind of leads into the leveling up system. Yeah. With like yeah, gaining yeah. experience. And there is the uh, the specific guy that you can go talk to. And he says, oh, I could raise a stat. Which stat do you want to raise? Oh, yeah. But he doesn't tell you that. He's like, oh, I'm going to. You might find, he, like, right as he leaves, he's like, you might find one of your other stats maybe changed a little bit, too. But uh, I don't know. See you next time. And he just can't do anything about that. Sorry. Yeah. The I'm first sorry. time I did that, I was pissed. I was yeah, like, I, I, oh, I wanted to just even Stevens, like, balance my character, you know. Yeah. I don't really remember. Threw off my groove. Threw off my groove. Threw off my groove. <laughs> speaking. Speaking of. Um, I don't remember what I, what I picked when I went to that guy and gave him my... 50 coins or whatever it was. Um, but I should have seen it coming that it would have been, it's too, too good to be true kind of thing. Too shady. Yeah. It's too shady. Literally like <laughs> he in looks the shade. shady. He looks shady. He's literally he's shady. Shade. His buddy <laughs> sort of like warns you, you know, about the spell or whatever. And I'm just like, I should have seen that coming. And then I, th I think I either picked the star power or, uh, or sorry. Um, yeah, I think I, I picked firepower because at the time I didn't upgrade it yet or something. And I was like, oh, I need that. And then it knocked my health down. I was like, you son of a yeah. son of a bitch. Uh, and, but I'm, a, I'm, I'm kind of it. swearing at myself, you know, like <laughs> I should have yeah. seen that coming. I should have known. You got me. <laughs> Fired uh, again. I, I think the leveling system is actually super refined. And I think like just enough for me to like enjoy it. Because sometimes mm -hmm. you get into RPGs and you're like, dude, there are way too many stats and things for me to worry about yeah. in here. Like the fact that it's yes. pretty streamlined, I actually like a lot. And I do think that the like the smaller numbers that you also see in this game are pretty helpful and like easy to comprehend. So you're like, okay, cool. I only have 10 HP and these guys mm -hmm. are doing like one damage. Or like, you know, uh Mario needs a hundred star points to level up like every single time. Like that's that is nice to like always have it like in the back of your head. You can like look at it and see you're like, okay, cool. I, you know, I kill a few more guys. I'm going to level up. Boom, 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 boom. Where like, you know, in Final Fantasy games, you know, you're always checking your stats panel and you're like, where am I at? And like XP, yeah. like, do I, do I need to right, right. move? Do and I need do, to do it? You're like, I'm playing hold. a video game. I don't want to do math. Yeah. Man, what is this? Elmo's number adventure? Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. <laughs> some, I'm counting point, on it. Yeah, we'll get to that. I, and you know what? It's funny that you mentioned the sort of smaller number thing. Actually, I forgot about that. Because at first I was like, I'm only doing like three. Like, what is this? One damage? Yeah, one this damage, is two damage. I, like when I upgrade my health, it only goes up by five. Like, what the? Man, I this suck. game, 
Well, no, it wasn't I suck. It was this game is thinks I'm a child, you know, and, and yeah. you know, in some ways it kind of should. Right. But uh, but then, you know, I sort of got to that about the time of that you would get to the end of the first chapter. I was like, I OK, this you're right. The simplification of it doesn't make it less than it actually just helps you focus on what you need to focus on. And the simple numbers, the the, the increments of five and going up to 100 to, to level up. That's all you need mm-hmm. and, and simple enough, right? And and they keep it consistent all the way through. It's not like all of a sudden, yep. hey, this guy's doing 45 damage. It's just, and, you know, yeah. and you have no chance. It's always, you know, anywhere between one to like eight or something like sometimes 10 if you really get smacked hard or something. And and, and that's and that's it. And it feel, somehow getting hit by like four seems significant. And, and you're like, oh, he does a lot of damage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ouch. I, I, I blocked that. How did he do so much damage? Yeah. yeah. I put my hat over my eyes. How did that, how did that hurt yes, so much? Yes, exactly. And and talking about the, the blocking and yeah, just that timing. you can enhance your yeah. attacks, the timing mechanic, I th- they brought that back for so many different Mario RPG-related games. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Partners in Time, I remember that being a huge deal, and you could actually yep. use hammers to like hit attacks back. I love that kind from. of stuff. It just it's yeah. it's a simple thing, but it it keeps you more engaged in these RPG like style battles, I feel. Yep. Whereas like Pokemon, I could tap A. You know, if I had a strong Pokemon, a, just a, tap a, a. a. It's like Mar Paper Mario. I can't do that. I gotta be right. strategic. I gotta I gotta line things up in the different enemy types with like spike hats and fire types and all stuff like it's significant when you go into a battle you really have to think about what you're doing even if you're like way outclassing the enemies at that point you still could jump on an enemy and do nothing and hurt yourself you know Mm, yeah and i love that and the fact that everyone's everyone's in a line like in a row also matters too because your hammer unless you have certain abilities and badges equipped your hammer's hitting the guy first in line or one of your partners is only going to hit the first person in line and sometimes that's not the approach that you need or that you want or whatever right. and going a little bit back to the the badges and stuff a little bit too i like that the badges not only are abilities but they can increase your defense or they can increase your attack mm-hmm. power but those abilities aren't just like things that you learn like you can equip them and and unequip them and yeah that and you have to choose and you have to yeah. you have to choose and maybe you made a mistake going into that because you didn't know what kind of enemy and that could be a little bit frustrating but that adds to the complexity of it mm-hmm. and yes okay if you have safe states and you're playing it on switch maybe you can go back you know two minutes <laughs> every once trash. in a while that is trash yeah yeah it, it's it's totally you know that's fine just just go for it if you, if you have to but um but i think even if you didn't do that and you didn't have the opportunity to do that then i i still th- like that adds some some depth there where that i didn't expect and almost like yeah it's almost sneaky because i didn't i wasn't really thinking that it was depth until i got further into the game and going oh now i really have to think about this whereas when i think about it now after completing the game i go oh that was always there though that was there from the beginning i just didn't realize it um and that's just smart that's just smart design that's just really cool smart design well and like even going further with that, the badges, a lot of times when you're exploring like some of the new dungeons or whatever, you'll fight like one or two enemies and you're like, oh, uh, I can't use a hammer on these or, oh, I can't mm-hmm. jump on these guys. I, you know, I don't know if I have, like I have one partner that can maybe damage these people and I don't really have any attacks that can do anything to these people yet. 
then you'll find a badge in that same dungeon that's like, hey, allows yes. you to jump on spiked enemies, or you know, it does you know this much to people that are hanging from the ceiling. Like it, you you have to kind of like you you have to battle a little bit to to know the landscape, but then you can like equip as you go through it. You're like, okay, uh, I'm gonna take this off and put on these ones that allow me to jump on people and you know do all kinds of stuff. So like I think, yeah, yeah like the simplicity starting at the front really benefits. And then like, as you move through it, it teaches you and gives you the, the uh, advanced, I guess, badge matchmaking that you want. If you want to really go into the meta, which I do, I like to like figure out the most optimal build. So I was doing like so much damage per turn with like all <laughs> like the all or nothing badges. And like, I was, I was kind of playing it risky, like all FP low health and just like freaking waxing all the enemies. Okay, like, just interesting. Take, take, taking them out in like three or four turns and i'm like hell yeah I'm that's so an cool. interesting build because i i would never do that i i went in and i was like fp recovery heart recovery i was like uh resistance to spike like anything that could give me basically where i could go into battle and attack anyone with my jump attack and then i would use the uh i think it's called the power bounce not mm -hmm. multi-bounce multi-bounce goes across enemies i did power mm -hmm. bounce so I could just nail the same opponent as long as I got the timing down, I could just keep going. So I, it, that was my high risk, high reward, because it was like, I could use it, use some of my FP, but it could pay off and I could get, and oftentimes I would get like two jumps and then I'd miss the timing and be like, no, gosh dang it. I'm the glass cannon all the way. That's, that's interesting. Usually I am with, with RPGs or, you say glass cannon, I immediately think Diablo. Like that's the kind of you know. And I love, I love, I like playing like a wizard. You know, like I love that kind of stuff, right? But uh, but in this, I I find it hard in RPGs like like this or similar type of games like this, where it's like I always want to be balanced. Like I never want mm. to run out of my firepower for this or my mana or something yeah. like that. I always want to make sure that. The next fight I get into, even if I know I'm going to win this one, I, I'm not at zero because I don't know yes. what's coming in the next one. You know, so I always had, you know, I was like 30 across the board or 25 across, or, or 40 across. Like I always yeah. tried to be only off. Mm -hmm. I think the most I had any stat off from each other was maybe 10, which you could definitely go further than that based on badges, based on level up upgrades and all those types of things. But like. I think 10 was the furthest I was ever away. And then I just felt like, oh, no, I'm doing something wrong. I'm not going to be prepared for whatever comes next. Yeah, I can't jump or I can't. The hammer's not going to work. Oh, no, I only have two health. What am I going to do? You know, <laughs> um, and I always I I you, it's funny because I usually got the timing down with the jumps whenever that was. But I think they do a really good job, too, of varying the type of attacks because to block them, you almost have to get hit or like miss a block as Mario once to understand what that attack is going to be the next time they hit you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great too, because it's not always, here's a jump, here's a you know shy guy stealing something, uh, here's a hit with something, or here's something that makes you unconscious or whatever. Um, it's always a little bit, the timing is never exactly the same. And right. very, you know it's always off by just a bit. And I like that. You have to pay attention. You can't just, like you said, Jake, you can't just AAA or BBB and just expect to... <laughs> To, to block or an attack like yeah. there's always a different type of interaction with it regardless of which way the battle's going in that particular turn and it just it seems so simple on the surface just like everything else we were just talking about but it it somehow just keeps you engaged in an extra way even if they're like 
not that powerful and you know you're going to get through that fight in a breeze you want to get that t- i don't want to lose two health here i want to lose zero like yep and if i lose yeah. two i feel like i failed that fight <laughs> yeah. One hit. Yeah, yeah exactly so i think um i think that uh uh i i don't know i i just had a really good time with this game i i thought it was it was great it was much longer than i thought it was going to be i honestly mm-hmm. thought that like pretty much based on the amount of time i spent on the game and yeah i did a lot of like the letters back and forth and stuff but pretty much by the a time i was one. Yeah, I was done with the with the toy box. I was like, oh, that's probably the second last or last chapter. Um, and then there were still a couple more. And then there's all the peach stuff in between. I was like, holy shit, this game keeps going. This is great. Like, I was yeah. genuinely surprised. <laughs> it's like a 20, 30 hour game, maybe, right? Something yeah. like that. Yeah. I, I wish it's I could a, track it's it. Substantial. Yeah, I wish I could track it on Switch because um, now it just tells you like how much time you spent in that particular app. Um, yeah. as opposed to the particular game, but um, I'm going to look it up now, actually, just to see. But, um, yeah. Did you, guys, it, um, did you guys hit the dojo at all? A little bit. Not uh, as much I, as I wanted yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a fun little side little side boss. I don't I didn't do all the side missions in this one, but the dojo, I feel like, is always worth it um, just because mm. you can kind of test your metal. But, again, back to just really quickly about the glass cannon comment. I only yeah. ran that... I only run that once I'm familiar with a game because like right. oh, sure. I'm playing Sea of Stars right now, which actually has inherited a lot of Paper Mario's like essence with like the yeah. time attacks. I hear that that's excellent. Stuff. That game. Yeah, it's so good. Um, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm getting into. So I'm I'm doing like the kind of all all equal stat approach where I'm just right. like, I'm kind of low on defense here. I'm kind of low on mana here. I'm just going to kind of bump these all up as I go along. And that seems to be working fine for me too. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that, that makes sense because you want to, the risk reward is almost too risky. If you just go in mm-hmm. face first and, and have five HP for 10 fights, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So how long to beat at least has an estimated, Main story with no extras, 23 hours. So 20 to 24. Yeah, probably 20 to what, 30, yeah. Yep. And then it says uh, completionist, which would be everything. All the side stuff, dojo, mail, all that stuff. 33 and a half hours. So that, yeah. Nice. 30, like you said. So I, perfect. I, That's perfect. Yeah. It is actually a really good, you know, I don't, I don't, it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll play games for 60 hours, but this felt right. This felt like the right amount of time, felt the right kind of, it fits. It could be maybe a little shorter, but I don't think that's a big deal, even if it was. Um, and you look at the other Paper Marios, they're all around the same. The Thousand Year Door is closer to 30 to 40 hours, so that's definitely the longest um, out of all it's of these. It's the sequel. It's bigger, it's better, right? Yeah. And then uh, Super Paper Mario uh, is around 20 to 25. Uh, Paper Jam, <laughs> the Mario and Luigi one, is closer to 30. So it's... It's still pretty good. They they have they have a good amount of time in this, but this one this timing felt right, and it felt right to play it on the Switch. I played it completely handheld. I don't know about you guys, but I played it completely handheld because it was just easy to pick up and play. Although I, I yeah, after because I just didn't have my dock set up, and I was just like, eh, I'm lazy. I'm just gonna stay on the couch instead yeah. of going to set it up. Um, although this game would look really good on a big screen because of like we've said, I think it just, it pops the colors, the holds up. style. Yeah. It hundred percent holds up. Which you hold cannot, up. Really which you well. Cannot, yeah. Really, really well. You can definitely not say that about a lot of N64 and PS1 yeah. games. <laughs> so. Nope. It's nope. actually one of those N64 games that you play and you're like, wow, this looks really good. Like I've, I said that out loud 
I don't say that about any N64 game. Mm -hmm. It just, it's very stylized. It looks very good. And 2D, 3D kind of just works. Even if like the 3D elements in the game are like very jagged and it almost looks like it's a paper, you know, cardboard construction project that just is supposed to look like that. So you're like, yeah, this makes sense. It's a paper world. So it it totally makes sense. Yeah. And even like the little Mm -hmm. design design choices, we go in and out of a building. You know, you it's sort of mm-hmm. the camera kind of pans, folds open, things kind of fold open. I was like, oh my god, this is where they got the Yoshi so and Kirby ideas from, and so like this is sort of where it sort of originated. And I love, I love those games too. Um, they're full mm-hmm. of charm and personality and everything. So um, yeah, I think overall, uh, Jake, thanks for picking this game, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm so it's glad. Awesome. I cannot believe you've gone this long without playing it. Like. Paper Mario really is, I think, one of the best games on the 64 because of everything we just talked about. Yeah. Um, but even further than that, like in terms of just an RPG, you know, I it makes me sad to hear you mention the other Paper Mario games outside of Thousand Year Door because after that, they completely abandoned right. this this type of game. The battle right. system. So oh, really? Go to Interesting. Super yeah. Paper Mario is basically just an action platformer there's no like real there's like some rpg mechanics in there but it's very bare bones there's no like turn-based stuff like that um and then like it gets further and further away as you go on um origami king on switch i thought was a lovely game Mm -hmm. but again it's not it's not a turn-based you know traditional paper mario game like oh see and so see this yeah okay so i that's really good to know because i was almost i saw i think it was probably around the time that they announced the paper mario thing on the direct that origami king was so excited 20 bucks off or something like that yeah yeah. but i was going to pick up origami king it it, it, but thinking it was going to be an extension of what i was currently playing and and knowing that it's not i'm going to go to the thousand year door uh route instead so that's good to know um interesting you want that rpg experience that's i'm so pumped about that but origami king i don't want to discredit i think it's actually really charming just it's just as charming the writing is just as clever and it's beautiful yeah. it's beautiful like it looks really the nice, art style yeah. they applied in there is just impressive and like the the vistas you get are just really really like really well thought out right. it's just not a rpg right mm-hmm. right not to this extent yeah um well you know what this is this was great jiggy I'm, I, I'm assuming you're on the same page it's nice to revisit the game no i hated it <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. Literally, no, light great. on fire, like the paper on Classic fire. Joke. It's great. It's great. I'd like to give games a score. I would probably give it a nine five out of ten. Ooh, hot mm. damn! Jake, I would if say you were to I give... would give it. I get that point five because you know you can always do something better. <laughs> yeah, I think like at the time when it came out, like if there was, if we were not comparing it to anything that's come out since, like this game probably blew people out of the water and so mm-hmm. in that in I that respect so. i think it's a perfect game i don't really think there's anything wrong with this like there are some moments that drag but it like everything seems to be intentionally designed in a way that fits into the paper mario ethos of like mm-hmm. the characters and the battle system so like i think this is a perfect game i yes. i think anybody that wants to play it can still play it completely and and have like a great experience no matter when they play it if it's like their first time jumping in like you did i think it just it gives you that great experience um Without too much bloat, so I think it's perfect yeah. for that. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I can't um, I can't say it much better than you guys did. I think this is as close to a perfect Mario experience as you can get, and it's a different one, which is always nice, right? You don't. I love I love love two D platforming Mario games. Those are my favorites. The three Ds are great, but I, it's just the nostalgia hits me more. And if you're gonna do something different. 
I like that this is the kind of different that they came up with. Yeah. And and I do think that it's ballsy to make this right after Mario 64. I think it honestly gets some points just for that, <laughs> that this was the follow-up. They they went yeah. from something that is completely 3D to something as flat as it could possibly be in a way. Um, kind of 3D. It, kind, it yeah. is kind of 3D, yeah. But just, And you know, that's probably, that's probably a big part of why they went the paper route in the first place. Because they really yeah. had to differentiate it from Mario 64. I mean, right. you can't you can't go for like what do you do? And it, I think it's a very clever like whoever came up with that decision. Like, let's go paper. Like, what does that mean? I'll show you. Like, oh, don't you worry. <laughs> I would have never thought about that. It's such no. a weird concept, but it's yeah. awesome. It is awesome. It's an awesome game. Uh, it's as close to perfect as you can get. I, I agree. Um, and uh, and it was a really good time to to play it. So Jake, thanks for coming on the show, and thanks for bringing this game with you. Dude, absolutely. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. I love it. One last one last time where can everyone find your awesome stuff? Yeah, you can just find me on the on the uh, internet at make underscore jarton or make jarton. Then you can just check it out or it's just a bit blog. It's B I T B L O G G I S T. Amazing. Awesome. Jake, thanks for coming back, man. This is this is fun. Happy to be here. Let's hope let's hope the next one is just as good, although I feel like that's probably not going to be the case. This was now I think this might be now one of the highest bars we've set. Um, like it's it's that good. So on to the next one, everyone. Thanks. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. Appreciate it. Bye.